0: Island Conversations, brought to you by KTA Superstores, where you're someone special every day since 1916. Now, here's your host and producer, Sherry Bracken.
1: Aloha. Welcome to the podcast of Island Conversations. If you're on the Big Island of Hawaii, you may also hear Island Conversations on the radio on Sundays on KWXX and on B97, B93. And then the interviews are rebroadcast the following Friday on KPUA 670. a.m. in Hilo. And the interviews are also available online at kwxx.com and b97hawaii.com. Last Tuesday was our general election, and here in Hawaii County, we elected a new mayor. You may find an interview recorded the day after the election with Mayor-elect Mitch Roth up as a podcast, and today's interview is with Kaika Kahele, currently a state senator, but who was elected as the United States Representative to Congress for... For the 2nd Congressional District, which includes all the neighbor islands and rural Oahu. We also recorded this conversation the day after the election, after a very long night waiting for the results. Here's our conversation Aloha, good morning, United States Representative elect Kai Kahele. How are you this morning?
2: I'm great. Thank you so much for asking. I'm excited, and what a great day for Hawaii.
1: First of all, congratulations. I mean, this is quite an accomplishment for you. How are you actually feeling? How are you feeling Tuesday night when finally, finally 1135 came and the first results actually came out from the state election office?
2: You know, it's been a long 22-month journey. And really that journey began a little under five years ago for me when I had that conversation late one Saturday night with my dad. Who didn't think he was gonna, you know, make it very much longer? And when he asked if I would consider, you know, submitting my name to Governor Ige to replace him in the state senate, and that uh, just that one moment has completely changed my life. And less than five years later, you know, here we are today. And I don't ever think, in his wildest dreams and imagination, would he ever think that his son, uh, less than five years later, would be a United States congressman, and that Hawaii would send a Hilo boy a boy from Lee, from Hawaii Island to the United States Congress. It's, it's incredible. I'm super excited, and uh, I'm ready to go.
1: Well, I knew your dad, and I know he would be extremely proud. He was a wonderful guy, and I really enjoyed getting to know him. And so, yeah, I think he'd be pretty stoked right about now.
2: You know, I moved back to Hilo in 2012 because my wife and I wanted to raise our family in Hilo, You know, I had my dream job as an airline pilot for Hawaiian. My wife had her dream job as a flight attendant. We moved back to Hilo to start a new life and start a family. And, you know, I would spend many conversations with my dad because we lived on the same family property here in Hilo on what was happening at the legislature and and things that were going on and things that he really wanted to get done for Hawaii. And I remember one night after a long week, he came home and we were just talking stories. You know. Having a uh, pa on a drink, and he said, "You know what, Kai? Man, if I was your age and I knew what I know today, imagine all the things I could have done in my life. And here I am at pretty much what he was describing at 46 years of age, with so much experience from my dad. And to have won such a resounding victory last night is just truly amazing. And, and like I said, you know, he would be, he would be very, very excited."
1: Well, he would be. And that brings me to, before we get into sort of the business stuff, I have a lot of questions about your plans. First of all, you mentioned your status with Hawaiian Airlines. You have been a pilot with them. You are a pilot with them. What are you going to do about Hawaiian Airlines? Retire? Be on leave? What happens with that?
2: I'm on a leave from Hawaiian Airlines right now. I'm on a long-term leave with them, and I started that last month uh, as a result of the coronavirus and COVID-19. So right now I'm on a leave from Hawaiian. I'm appreciative that they're supportive of this, you know, new uh, journey that I'm about to embark on. And you know, I'm looking forward to going to Washington. So I'm on a leave of absence.
1: What are your plans personally? Where do you think you're going to live in Washington? And you've got a pretty young family, meaning your two littlest girls are pretty small. How, is your family going to Washington? Will they stay here? How is all that going to work? What have you and your wife, Maria, thought about?
2: Well, we haven't really thought about a place to live, but we have made the decision that we're going to move the family to Washington, D.C., and we'll probably do that late summer or uh, early summer uh, in preparation for the new school year next year, and so I'll go up and just get familiar with the area and just look at different places that it's, you know would be great to raise a family. And of course, look at home prices and the rental markets and look at school districts and family friendly communities. And we're going to do that. And I think that's different than other members of Congress that have been in this position uh, that have uh, commuted and uh, you know, um, bared a long, uh, very uh, tough commute. Um, but for me, I really feel like we've we, we, we got to be all in. You know, this is not just Kai. It's got to be the whole package. The entire Kahele Ohana is coming to D.C. What an incredible experience, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for my children. I want to experience it together with them. I also really believe that one of the things that is a little different in Congress today, and this is advice given to me by a very senior member in the House which, who has been around for a long, long time, and who asked me that exact question. He said, you know, the way D.C. is today, Everyone just flies in on Monday. You know, they work super hard until Thursday evening, and they fly back to their districts and their families. And we never get families that stay here. And that's where those relationships are built. On Friday afternoons and on Saturdays, when we play baseball with our kids or we have a barbecue, where we get to know each member of Congress and their families on a more personal level, no matter what political party you're a part of. We put all that aside. And we start to develop relationships and bonds that cannot help but translate to some type of collaboration and working together during the work week. So I think that is something that I'm really excited about. And I think that's going to be a different aspect of how other members have approached serving in Washington, D.C.
1: When Uh, I had the really nice privilege to interview Senator Dania K. Inouye twice That is one of the things he mentioned. As you know, he spent a lot of time in Washington, and he did have a home there. He talked about how you form the relationships with other members of Congress, and whether you're a senator or a member of the United States House, he said it's the personal relationships that mean that you can disagree during the day, but you can get together for a drink after work, and you can talk about your differences, and you can talk about compromises that move agendas forward that benefit the whole country. as well as your own district.
2: That's absolutely true. Everyone up until last night was on different teams, you know, the blue team, the red team. But now we need to uh, be on one team, you know, and that's the team that puts country first and the people of America first and the people that give us the privilege and opportunity to serve and be their voices on a national scale and a national level. They do expect us to work together and they do expect us to find compromise and find a way that we can work together for them. And so, you know, that has always been a part of my life, at least as a military officer and as an airline pilot, one that has had to deal uh, and work with various different types of crews and different types of personalities and ideological differences and different people. And so I'm looking forward to bringing that same level of collaboration and cooperation to the Congress.
1: When you and I talked in February of this year, Kai Kahale, you said you felt it important that the U.S. representatives stay in touch with his constituents, and you felt that the current U.S. Representative, whose place you're taking, had not really done that, or at least that's what you were hearing from the constituents in your very large district of all the neighbor islands and rural Oahu. So now that you're going to be living in Washington, D.C., how will you stay in touch with your constituents here in the state who are spread out over all the islands?
2: You know, there's some great examples out there. Senator Hirono does a weekly Thursday talk story. Congressman Case does that as well. You know, I expect to establish those from the first week in Congress, and it might be through Zoom or Facebook Live, something interactive where people can ask questions as well. You know, it does me no good if it's just me talking for a whole hour. Nobody wants to, to be a part of that. It wants to be interactive. People want to be able to have some type of facilitation, but an opportunity to ask questions. So... Virtually, I think COVID-19 has shown all of us that we can operate remotely, not the most ideal or best environment, but I intend to establish that from Washington, D.C. You know, part of putting together a team here in Hawaii is also the expectation that we're going to be able to do extensive community outreach, that we will be present on every island, that we will have field representatives that track the pulse of the island and what's happening and make sure that i'm aware of the different things that are happening in the district and then of course when i come home on congressional district work days this is my opportunity to get out into the district and meet people and do site visits and hear their concerns have town halls as much as we can given the restrictions of covid and and, and gatherings but i intend to do that and to be someone who uh, you know even though i'm 5,000 miles away and five to six hours away It's still going to be engaging with my district. I intend to be working when Hawaii is working, and that means staying in the office late at night and making sure that I'm there or someone's there if somebody back home here in Hawaii needs some kind of help.
1: One of the things you mentioned about COVID has shown us a lot of new ways to work. One of the things as a neighbor island reporter that I've so appreciated is now that the state house and the state Senate COVID committees, which are the major committees meeting during this time when they're not actually in session, they do them online and they do them on TV. And then they actually have Zoom calls for the reporters so we can ask questions. And neighbor island reporters could never do that before. So it's worked out great. And I applaud you for taking advantage of technology because that is indeed how you can help stay in touch with people here, no matter what.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I'm looking forward to doing that and connecting with people that way. You know, I'm uh, somebody who, you know, loves to be engaged with their constituents. And even during the COVID-19 initial onset in March was somebody who brought A lot of different people together in this virtual space where we can communicate, share ideas, share information, and ultimately, you know, help us address some of the many problems and issues that people are experiencing. The voters of the 2nd Congressional District can expect that from my office and the staff that I'm able to surround myself with, the team I'm able to build.
1: Kai, one of the things I know that you're pretty proud of is that you've served as a pilot and commissioned officer in the Hawaii Air National Guard for the United States Air Force, and you have nearly 20 years of service. And now you're a lieutenant colonel. So how are you going to handle your responsibilities with the Hawaii Air National Guard, those responsibilities while serving in Congress? What happens with that?
2: Well, you know, I mean, we've had great other uh, members of Congress like Mark Sakai and Kelsey Gabbard that have also worn a uniform along with Charles DeJoux when he served in Congress, and they all maintained their National Guard Reserve status as traditional guardsmen, and I intend to do the same. I have heard that there is a unit up in Washington, D.C. that we can participate with for our, our monthly drill weekends. However, you know, what's interesting is because of covid I've been participating with my unit virtually for my home in Hilo for the last two, three drills. And so, you know, I mean, again, COVID has given us these opportunities, has forced us into digital and virtual technology where we can still continue to work and train and maintain that level of readiness as a National Guardsman who is always there to serve. And so I think we got... Both options. You know, like you said, I've been now in the the National Guard for 20 years. By statute, a traditional Guardsman can serve no longer than 28 years. They call it MSD, or your mandatory separation date. So I have at least another eight years, 2028, 2029, where I could possibly continue to serve in the National Guard if I choose to do so. And, And I am. You know, there are future opportunities future opportunities for professional development. I'm looking at enrolling in either the Army or the Air Force's War College. That's two years of professional military education to get the necessary requirements and the higher education degree, in particular master's degree, to attain the rank of colonel. And of course, that brings new responsibilities as well. You know, I'm always somebody who will try to put myself in the best position for success. So that nobody can ever say, well, he didn't do this, or he didn't do that, or he didn't get this degree, or he didn't do that evaluation. You know, I'm going to do everything that is required of me, and then you compete with others out there, and whoever they decide to select, at least you did your part. And that's the least I feel that I can do as a, a National Guardsman in the Hawaii Air National Guard, and my commitment to the people of the state of Hawaii and uh, our our Hawaii National um, Guard and the Department of Defense.
1: Well, I really love that. One of the things that I appreciated when I worked for AT&T and Pacific Bell were those opportunities for professional development. And even though it's the Military War College, what an opportunity, because that will definitely help you in Congress. That's exciting.
2: Yeah, it is. And I'm I'm super excited. And, you know, I I can't wait. uh, War College, it's a two-year distance learning, 100% online correspondence course, and it's a fantastic national defense course with all these different subjects and amazing speakers. And, you know, again, it's part of the professional development of senior military officers in the military, and, and that's what i benefited from. You know, i benefited from 20 years of the United States military and the Hawai'i National Guard's investment in me, and ultimately, that's paid for by the people of the state of Hawai'i, the taxpayers. So... They've invested an incredible amount in my professional development, and now I get a chance to take those skill sets, those tools, to Washington, D.C., to be somebody who can help be a leader, not only for Hawaii, but also for our country.
1: And a brief interruption to remind you that you're listening to the podcast of Violent Conversations. I'm Sherry Bracken. Today we're talking with our United States Representative-elect, Kai Kahele. The next podcast I plan to post, the next interview will air next Sunday on the 15th, is with David Phillips. He's the acting scientist in charge at Hawaiian Volcano Observatory and we'll get an update on all of the volcanoes. Before we return to Kai Kahele, let's hear a word from our generous sponsor, KTA Superstores.
0: At KTA, local and fresh means you get the very best Hawaii Island has to offer. The grass-fed meats you find at KTA are raised without added hormones or antibiotics our seafood department is stocked with sustainable choices caught in local waters by local fishermen kta carries the largest selection of hawaii island homegrown produce our mountain apple brand is all local so you know it's fresh and delicious local and fresh always tastes best at kta
1: And just a reminder to check out the podcast posted just before this one, which is a day after the election interview with our mayor-elect, Mitch Roth. He'll be my guest again in about three or four weeks, just before the inauguration. But now, let's get back to our United States Representative-elect Kai Kehele. Hawaii's other member of the U.S. House of Representatives is Ed Case. He was pretty enthusiastic Tuesday night in having you as a future partner because he said you all will together do a great job. How do you expect to work with Congressman Case? How do you see that relationship?
2: You know, before we even look at ourselves as colleagues, and I really mean this, we're friends. You know, our families go back quite quite a way back. You know, of course, Congressman Case is a Hilo boy. He grew up here in Hilo. He went to school in Keokaha. But his family, the Case family and my family, the Kahele family, have a unique uh, connection to a very special place, uh, very near to Miloli'i, where my dad was born. And that would be Honomalino and the South Kona area of Miloli'i and O'koi and Kukapua. And so, you know, my dad and Congressman Case's father, Jim Case, were very good friends. My dad helped Congressman Case on many different political campaigns that he's had in the past. You know, before we are even colleagues, our families are very, very close and have been close for quite some time. So now you put in the component of, wow, we're actually colleagues in Congress together. And he has just been fantastic ever since my primary election. Of course, it started with his endorsement of my campaign back in April, a month and a half before the filing deadline for candidates even closed here in Hawaii. I was honored to get his endorsement. And then ever since my primary was secured, he's just been fantastic. We talked often. He's very gracious with a lot of information. And he is one of the reasons why I'm so prepared today, the day after the election, with 60 days to go before 117 Congress comes into session, because he has done this twice now. This is not his first rodeo. He's been to Congress twice. He's experienced what being a newly elected freshman is like twice. He knows what I was going to be experiencing. And he helped prepare me for that over the course of the last two months. And it's reflected on our website. If you go to my website today, you will see that I am looking for the best and the brightest Hawaii and this country has to offer to join me on this journey to go to Washington, D.C. and be a part of our congressional staff. He's helped with that. And I'm really looking forward to working with him. I think Hawaii, not just the first congressional district or the second congressional district, but Hawaii is going to see a dynamic team in the United States House of
1: Representatives. And we sure need that, but I have to giggle a little bit. Two boys from Hilo going to Congress. A lot of people in the Congress probably have not even heard much about Hilo.
2: You know, I am a proud product son of Hilo. You know, of course, you know, my ancestral home is Milo And that's where my Hawaiian component and cultural, spiritual, and ancestral grounding comes from. But make no mistake, I grew up in Hilo my entire life. I'm a proud graduate of Hilo High School, but I also went to Waikea. I went to St. Joseph's. Uh, That's a whole other story. Uh, But, you know, I went to Hilo Community College. I learned how to fly here in Hilo. I went to UH Hilo. I came back home to teach in the late 1990s at Waikia and my alma mater and different schools around town. I brought my family back to Hilo to, to raise my family here. My kids go to school here. I am a Hilo boy. You have no idea how excited I am that Hawaii has given the opportunity for a Hilo boy to walk the halls of the United States Congress as a member of Congress. And that's something, you know, we should just all be excited about. It's a great day for Hilo. It's a great day for Hawaii Island. It's a great day for the neighbor islands. And it's a great day for Hawaii.
1: Kai, you are not the first Native Hawaiian to represent our state in Congress, but you're the only one now, as far as I know, and you're the first since Senator Daniel Akaka. So talk about how your being Native Hawaiian will affect what you try to accomplish, whether there are specific kinds of legislation that you will want to try to advance. Just talk a little bit about that.
2: First of all, you know, Danny Akaka lost his first bid for Congress in 1974. That's the year I was born. In 1976, because of a vacancy in the U.S. Senate, everybody ran for the U.S. Senate. And the two members of Congress at the time, the first congressional and second congressional rep, both ran. So, Sparky Matsunaga and Patsy May, which opened up a vacancy in the House. And in 1976, Daniel Keokaka was elected the second congressional member of Congress to represent Hawaii in 76. I was two years old, and my dad was a part of that campaign. It was the very first political campaign that he was involved in. Less than 10 years later, in 1984, our family took our first trip to Washington, D.C. And I have this just very special, iconic photo. It's a black and white. It's my mom, my dad, my sister, myself. And Congressman Akaka standing on one of the side steps of the United States Capitol with the dome in the background. And I've had it ever since I was, you know, 10 years old. It sits in my office today in the Hawaii State Senate. And I just cannot tell you how proud I'm going to be to be able to pack that photo up and put it in my bag and take it and place it. It's going to be one of the very first things I place in my new office, and return that photo to the United States Congress. And who would have ever known, you know, when standing on the steps in 1984, in front of the U.S. Capitol, would be a little boy, 10 years old, and Congressman Akaka, and these would be, since 1959, only the two Native Hawaiians ever elected to Congress. That's, that's, that's chicken skin, you know. It is. And, it is. I'm getting uh, chicken
1: skin listening to you talk about <laughs> it.
2: <laughs> you know, I just can't wait. And, you know, with that, comes tremendous responsibility and expectations and the weight of the native Hawaiian community on their shoulders in a community that historically has not been able to agree on what that future should look like and what that path should look like. And issues like the 30-meter telescope and Loa and the windmills on the North Shore and Waimanalo, the Akaka Bill and Federal Recognition, the Hawaiian Homestead Act, Blood Quantum, all of those issues are really, really important. And I will be able to be a part of, I hope to be, those solutions. It's going to take a lot of hard work. It's going to take deep conversations with many different people. It's going to take an open mind. But that is the level of responsibility that I feel in the Native Hawaiian community. And I've been called many different things from both sides of the aisle, partly because I'm not afraid to inject myself into those tough issues like I just mentioned and try and figure out a way forward I'm looking forward to returning the Native Hawaiian to Congress I'm, I'm looking forward to adding another member to the indigenous representatives Native representatives in Congress and we don't have very many of them so I'm looking forward to adding my voice to that and to being someone when there is a native Hawaiian issue that I want to be that go to guy that people come to, to say, hey, what should we do about this? What should we do about that? And, you know, of course, I'll look back to Hawaii for some of those answers. But, you know, I, I can't wait to try and help lead those conversations. And that's what we need right now, Sherry. We need leadership. We need somebody who can walk in both worlds. We need someone who just a week ago was walking barefoot, surf shorts, no t-shirt, in Miloli'i. You know, jumping off the pier, like I've always done my entire life. Walking the beaches of Kapua with my kids, where my ancestors walked. And in a week, put on a suit and tie, and walk on the steps of the United States Capitol for freshman orientation. Somebody who can walk in both worlds, who can speak, who knows what that means, and can be that voice our people. And that's what I'm so excited about. And that's what the people of Hawaii elected last night. And I really believe that they made the right choice. And I'm looking forward to getting to work.
1: It's definitely going to be a challenge because as you know, when Senator Daniel kea and Senator Akaka were there, they couldn't get everything done that they wanted. So it's exciting that you have the passion to reopen these discussions. And also at your age, 46, you could be there as a U.S. rep or something else in Congress for a very long time. And seniority is actually pretty important. So, yeah, you'll have some challenges, but you are obviously passionate.
2: You know, that's why the people elected you, right, is so that you can and are not afraid to talk about tough issues that people normally run from, that come with great political risk. And that is how I've defined myself for the last four years in the state Senate. Mauna Kea, East Maui water rights, there's so many important issues that I've been a part of, that I've had a key role in shaping. It comes with political risk, because these are issues that people are on both sides of the aisle are extremely passionate about. But it's how you approach it. And at the end of the day, you got to make a tough decision. That's why you're elected. And you got to realize that the decision you make is not going to make half of everyone else happy. But you're elected to make a decision. But you're also elected to listen, to get out into the community, to do your homework, to try and get as much information as possible, to try and bring people together, to find compromise, to find common ground, to try and make the situation a little bit better. It's a game of inches is like how I like to look at it. And so, you know, that's my job. At the end of the day, I got to make a tough decision. I got to make a, uh, I got to take a position. What we don't need government in government is indecisiveness. It's someone who cannot make a decision, who's someone who is wishy-washy, somebody who flip-flops. And I'm not perfect, but I'm going to do my best. It's not just me, you know, like I happen to be the guy there, but, you know, standing behind me is three quarters of a million people, the entire second congressional district that I'm there to represent, whether they voted for me or not. I hope to earn their trust over the next two years and to give them a reason to send me back to Congress in two years. But, I, you know, that's a tall order. i got to prove myself right. I mean, the voters have given me in just less than five years an incredible opportunity to go to Washington, D.C. and Congress. And i got to earn it now. i got to earn my paycheck and i got to prove to them that I was the right guy. And, and I'm going to do my best to do that.
1: Kai, I have no idea how legislative committee members are selected, but what committees do you hope to get on? What discussions have you had or do you plan to have about that and with whom?
2: I am in the process of expressing my committee assignments to the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, as well as the co-chairs of the Steering and Policy Committee. My committee assignments, and I feel after analyzing Congressman Case's current committee assignments and our two United States Centers and how I can best fit, into that puzzle is on the Transportation Infrastructure Committee. That's my number one choice, followed by the Committee on Armed Services, which Congressman Gabbard is currently sitting on right now. And then I would also like to serve on the Committee on Agriculture, because I really feel that diversifying our economy, investing in agriculture like we have never done before, is going to be pivotal and key to the second congressional district's economic recovery. And I want to be on that committee. I want to help shape the 2022 Farm Bill for Hawaii. And so those would be the three committee requests that I am working on right now. And those assignments will start to take place over the next few weeks.
1: That's pretty exciting because obviously transportation is so important to us. I mean, it's federal funding that got us on the west side of Hawaii Island, the Ani Keohokololi Highway, with support from Senator Daniel Keanoi. And clearly, agriculture is so critical to this island, and I would imagine our new mayor Mitch Roth will be quite pleased about that kind of support from you as well. The other mayors.
2: Yeah, you know, I'm looking forward to working with all the other mayors. I'm looking forward to working with Mayor Elect Mitch Roth, also with Mayor Kawakami and Mayor Victorino and Mayor Elect Blangiardi. This is going to be great. We haven't had a member serve on the agriculture committee in some time, and so. You know, I I go out and I talk about ag, and I'm not a farmer. You know, I plant kala with my kids in my yard and stuff, but I'm not a farmer. I don't know the challenges that exist in farming, but I do know how important the agriculture industry is to Hawaii. I do know how much of an untapped resource it is. I also know how devastating these invasive pests can be and things that can absolutely decimate our coffee industry, our banana industry and different things out there. And that's why we need someone on agriculture for the Second Congressional District. There's so much opportunity in farming, in horticulture, in working together with the University of Hawaii's College of Tropical Ag, pea bark, industrial hemp production, coffee, macadamia, you know, you name it, poultry, livestock, You know, a fowl, there's so many, we want to talk about feeding our people, sustainability, growing our own food, figuring out a way that we can finish cows and calves so we don't have to send them to the mainland, only for them to send the beef back to Hawaii. We need to figure that out, and we can. We have a great University of Hawaii, we need research dollars to do that. They're doing it with alfalfa right now in Kauai. And so these are the things that I want to just immerse myself in, and bring it home, right? This is time to put our money where our mouth is and invest in diversifying this economy. And I can see no better way to do it than to add agriculture to the state like no other member of Congress has ever done before.
1: And clearly, COVID has shown us how dangerous it is, and it always has been to have one industry, which is tourism, as such a driver. So this is great. By the way, I want to mention that PBarc you mentioned is the Pacific Basin Agricultural Research Committee. Is that right?
2: Yeah, center, center, yeah. center, center. They do right. testing and all, all kinds of stuff here, and yeah, they're great. You know, things like our papaya industry, and they do a lot of research in the different pests. Uh, you know, different things that we need to do to ensure that our agriculture industry stays safe. I'm looking forward to working with them.
1: Good. Before we say aloha, United States Representative-elect Kai Kehele, what else would you like to say?
2: You know, I just want to thank the people of Hawaii who stood in long lines last night, (laughs) you know, till till almost midnight. Uh, It was okay. You know, we were all waiting around patiently. You know, it took me a little bit of bribing to keep my kids up, but... I just want to thank everybody who voted, both early voting and walk-in voting, who took the time to vote, record voter turnout in our state, record voter turnout in our country. That just tells me that democracy is alive, that democracy works. It also tells me, looking at some of the results, that our country is still a little divided you know, on certain issues, and that just means we got to work harder for the American people. But to everyone that voted... A made your voices heard. Thank you so much. I'm honored. I'm humbled with this responsibility. I do not take it lightly, but make no mistake. I am absolutely humbled and I'm thrilled to be your congressman-elect for Hawaii. I'm ready to rock and roll, and great times lie ahead for Hawaii. Get ready.
1: Kai <laughs> thank you so much. I'm really pretty excited for you and also for your family. My first trip to Washington, D.C. did not occur till I was an adult. And it's just amazing when you can see history up close and personal like that. And your kids will get amazing opportunities. So it's pretty fun.
2: You know, I still remember I'm 46 years old. I still remember that trip we took in 1984 to Washington, D.C. We toured the White House. President Reagan was president. You know, we ate we breakfast at Senator Akaka in the Capitol cafeteria, went to the Smithsonian Museum. You know, we walked to the Lincoln Memorial. Anyone listening to this, at some point, you've got to plan a trip to Washington, D.C. Bring your kids. I know it's a long ways away. we got to save up for it. But it is a trip that is once in a lifetime. And if you take the time to come, I cannot wait to host you. I cannot wait to help coordinate your trip and your tickets through my staff. And I cannot wait to stand on the steps of the United States Capitol with your family. It's your representative in Congress. So please come.
1: Kai Kahele, thank you for sharing your heart, your emotion, your mana'o with us today. Aloha. And to our listeners, that was a pretty moving conclusion to our conversation with our United States Representative-elect Kai Kehele, and I urge you to take him up on his offer. This is Island Conversations. I'm Sherry Bracken. Until next time, please, let's all live and drive with aloha. Ahoi ho.
0: Thank you for listening to Island Conversations with Sherry Bracken, available anytime at kwxx.com. We welcome your feedback and suggestions at info at kwxx.com. Join us next week for another Highland Conversations with Sherry Bracken, brought to you by KTA Superstores, where you're someone special every day since 1916.